1: It's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is The Art of Being Well. What's up and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via telehealth with my amazing team. And I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about our clinical work, the Telehealth Center, we have brand new telehealth patient options now open for you all, and lots of free resources there for you as well to learn and enhance your health. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners, we're giving away something free every single episode. You're welcome. We're giving away lots of free healthy things. Some of my protocol stacks, the supplement stacks that we have at drwillcowl.com. We're giving away free telehealth consultations if you want that and look and see what labs are appropriate for you to get to the root cause of why you're going through your health issues. We're giving away free signed books. So every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode, we reach out to people and then you can pick which one you want and we'll either get you scheduled for it if it's a telehealth consult or ship out the books or supplements or whatever you pick. So all you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show and you can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself or you could take a screenshot of that review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And then we'll reach out to you if you win. We'll send out or coordinate whatever you choose if you're the lucky winner. All right, good luck. About every single month, we have entire episodes devoted to your burning health questions. And this is the latest edition of Ask Me Anything. It's a collection of different wellness trends. People want to know our hot take from a functional medicine perspective on different things they see on social media as far as health and wellness trends. And we answer health questions as well. These are the episodes for you. So go back and listen to previous episodes if that's your thing. It's a fan favorite for sure for people who listen to the podcast. So to help me out every Ask Me Anything episode, we have two brilliant minds from the functional medicine team here. On the clinical side, we have functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Emily Miller. I say Emily M on the show, but it's Emily Miller. We've been working together for a long time. Like way back in the day.
2: Way back in the day, but you were never at my wedding. It's a that's personal. True. Remind personal me. A, yes,
1: rem- remind me and everybody else of that fact. <laughs> I wasn't invited. <laughs> it was before, it's a joke because my brother was invited to her wedding and I didn't know you then.
2: We, we, yeah, we yes. didn't know each other. But
1: So that's why I wasn't invited. <laughs> and somehow my brother, who you, just because you moved to Pennsylvania and you didn't know that many people, you invited my poor brother. <laughs>
2: Him and his wife were some of the first people I met. So yeah. yeah. It's our it's our running They joke made now. the cut. They made, they the, made cut. the cut. They made the cut.
1: Yes. Somehow I didn't. <laughs> and on the other side, let's not say the other side, but the I would say the every human side, she's on our patient protocol logistics team. She coordinates with the clinical patient team and gets patient their protocols. We have the other Emily in the clinic. Hello? Emily F. That's it. <laughs> But before you were Emily, what was your maiden name?
2: Barron.
1: B, Emily B.
2: Yeah. Now Now, we're getting emails, though, that just says, like, if there's an email we're both on, it's automatically, are you seeing this, Emily, where it's like, Emily times two, Emily squared. Yes. And it's just
0: like, you know what? That's just what it
2: is now. We're here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So
1: Emily F is here to ask, she basically aggregates all your health questions, and then she'll ask the patient team, i.e. me and Emily, Mm -hmm. your burning health questions. So let's jump right into it.
0: All right. First up, we have adrenal cocktails.
1: Okay. So this is a wellness trend on social media. It's a drink made of coconut water, lemon or orange juice, and salt. Sometimes they add in ginger, coconut milk, cream of tartar, tartar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <If> you be, <laughs> it's said to online people are saying it's nourishing quote unquote the adrenal glands uh, and providing the nutrients to heal from adrenal fatigue and by quote unquote balancing cortisol and helping people feel more energized so it's a trending hashtag either adrenal cocktail adrenal fatigue different people people looking at different ways to support quote unquote adrenal health so What's my take on this? I would say when you look at the ingredients used here, they're all whole foods, right? They're all natural things. So I, I can get behind that as a general rule. As far as the the clinical relevance of them for supporting adrenal health, what a lot of these have is are electrolytes. So coconut water, you're looking at things like potassium, even cream of tartar or tartar that has higher potassium levels. And adding in salt, obviously has sodium, magnesium, potassium, depending on the salt, it's these trace minerals that are in there that uh, many of them are electrolytes in nature. And then you have some vitamin C source from lemon or orange juice, which is an antioxidant, which is helpful for hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis too. So I would say that especially if somebody's eating healthier foods, most Americans are getting their sodium from processed foods. So when you're not having this processed foods, we need sodium in healthy whole food form. So replacing in some way through food or supplement or both, the electrolytes that we need for nerve conduction impulse, for fluid balance, for cardiovascular health. There's a lot of benefits for this. So it's not necessarily in my mind nourishing the adrenal glands, which I think of just like bathing the adrenals. It's not so much like you're not doing that as much, but what you are supporting is the neuroendocrine axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. It's really a nervous system communication line with your adrenal gland in this case, but the neuroendocrine axis, which it needs amongst many things, you need antioxidants and you need electrolytes. So I can get behind this. It's an interesting group of things. And ginger has adaptogenic properties too, which has that modulating effect on the brain adrenal axis. So. I would say if you're getting want to know my hot take on it I do see some benefits to this some supportive benefits for people that are struggling with adrenal fatigue which we know is a neuroendocrine axis issue it's not an adrenal problem it's a brain-based nervous system issue that's being shown and this is something that we measure on patient labs is looking at that circadian rhythm of cortisol and you want cortisol to be higher in the morning and then lower in the evening And then that's inversely proportional to serotonin, which converts into melatonin. Most of that's made in the gut. So you get an optimal sleep-wake cycle, or the inverse proportion, the inverse relationship between cortisol and melatonin. So this is a tool. Now this is gonna be a magic cure-all, of course, for something like this, but I could see why people are leaning into these specific ingredients and why it's trending on social media. And it's not gonna be one thing, right? there's different adaptogens and compounds that I like clinically. I didn't mention this yet in the podcast. So this is the first time that I am mentioning it on the podcast that we obviously run the telehealth center. That's our main focus clinically. But many of you that listen to the podcast say, Hey, I don't need a functional medicine doctor right now. Or I'm not, I'm not in the place where I can really lean into one. I'm too busy or it's like a financial restraint, but they want some, They want some advice. They want some tools to do it on their own. So sort of like people taking their health in their own hands, that's the whole point of this show, is to empower you with practical tools to elevate your health, to find your own art of being well. Anyways, we recently launched a whole line of supplement support, mainly for you all that listen to the podcast that aren't telehealth patients. Obviously, some of you are telehealth patients, but it's called The Art of Being Well. (laughs) It's named the same as the podcast because the ethos is the same. I mean, wellness is a sacred art and you are the masterpiece. And that's what the ethos of the Art of Being Well podcast is and why we wanted to release the Art of Being Well supplement line. So it's out drwillkohl.com. Anyway, so the point of me releasing that is for people that want to have agency over their health but aren't necessarily at the place where they need or want a functional medicine doctor and they want a, a DIY thing. And these are protocols that we would recommend to telehealth patients so obviously it's subdiagnostically we're not running labs in these cases but these are safe and effective science-backed tools to modulate different pain points or health goals that people have so we have hormone support there we have beauty like hair skin and nail support we have gut health support inflammation support and we have mood support or neuroendocrine nervous system endocrine communication line so in that protocol stack that we have i put in a magnesium that has magnesium threonate that passes through the blood-brain barrier that the nervous system loves that. I put in CoQ10, which is helpful from a nervous system, mitochondrial, energy support. I put in different adaptogens and compounds like GABA, taurine, inositol, L-theanine, and uh, ashwagandha, the adaptogen. So anyways, you could check it out there too. I think those are going to be a lot more effective than putting some orange juice and lemon juice. and
0: That was my thought.
1: But it could be both and. You can try it out. But I I think these compounds at a therapeutic dosage are going to be a lot more effective for you in the long run. Don't just drink whatever. Drink better. With Hum, you can enjoy a low sugar kombucha, a zero sugar kombucha, and the first Whole30 approved kombucha, or a probiotic seltzer or a probiotic soda. Hum beverages are packed with billions and billions of live probiotics to support a healthy immune system and optimal gut health. Plus, it's loaded with vitamin B12 to give a great boost of energy. Hum beverages are absurdly tasty, guys. They're flavor forward, they're easy to drink, and come in a variety of delicious flavors. I have loved this brand for a long time. The flavors are so innovative. And tasty and something you've never tried before. As far as kombuchas go, they're not only great ingredients, but the flavors are so freaking good. Maybe you're trying to not drink so much alcohol or you're maybe a little sober curious. Maybe, maybe that's your thing. Hum has got you covered with a variety of zero to low sugar kombuchas and tasty probiotic seltzers and sodas to choose from. Hum will start your new year off with a bang. And the flavors, I'll just go through some of my favorite flavors for you all. And you can try them out. I love the blood orange. This is the zero sugar kombucha. The the blood orange is a favorite. The peach tea, so good. The raspberry lemonade is definitely one of my favorites. And the blueberry mint. Try each one and then go on social and let me know which one is your favorite. It's hard for me to pick. Depends on the day. I guess I'd probably say the raspberry lemonade would be my favorite. Visit humkombucha.com and use code Dr. Will Cole for 15% off your total order. You can find Hum on Amazon for free shipping with Amazon Prime and delivery to anywhere in the United States.
0: I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly struggling with my mental health and wondering if other people were too. That's why I created RealPod. Hi, I'm Victoria Garrick Brown and every Wednesday I host the types of conversations that most of us only have in therapy. RealPod brings you the heart to heart moments we all need to be having and will leave you feeling comforted no matter where you're at in life. So leave the filters at the door because it's time to get real. Tune into RealPod wherever you get your podcasts.
2: What I will say is that I love that people are looking at Whole Foods. They are trying to, you know, even paying attention to cortisol. I mean, you see it everywhere right now, like seeing these hormones. Oh, I need to pay attention to my cortisol levels. I need to pay attention to stress. Like I love that people are talking about the nervous system. They're talking about their hormones. But at the same time, like you said, if things are so out of whack, how much can that adrenal cocktail really do to move the needle? And that's where we have to recognize too that, yes, those things really could be out of whack and you might be doing a great job at trying to manage it better, which is important. And I I think it's a great initiative. So I still think it's a really cool thing to see as a trend. But at the same time, we also have to think of maybe the damage that has already been done too, where sometimes something like that is just not gonna be enough to move the needle. And I think that that's, you know, when you look at hormone issues too, a lot of times it's not a smaller issue because we know it can create such a symptomatic response. But at the same time, it's almost, it could be a secondary issue too with other things going on. And that's where I think if we want to see support here, that happens a little bit quicker, then one, obviously running labs is going to help you see what could be causing that to be off. But two, like you said, some of these adaptogens, some of these nutrients that you're going to find outside of, you know, the the coconut water, the juice, the salt, which are not bad things, are probably going to be more supportive for the time being. So I love it. I think it's really cool. Again, I'm all for a natural homemade electrolyte, you know, elixir kind of thing too. I think that's great. But at the same time, I think that if you're really having hormone issues, you need to do a deeper dive to figure out why the dysfunction happened in the first place and address that too, not just try to manage where you're at.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. I I think that there's a larger context to why somebody has quote unquote adrenal fatigue or hormone nervous system dysregulation. And you have to deal with both the physiological and the psychological components of it. And that's, you know, why we call it the latest book, Gut Feelings. It's the physiological, the gut and the feelings. So that's a good resource too, for people that are interested in the neuroendocrine axis. And I actually put a supplement stack within the mood section on the the site that's called Gut Feelings that's supporting that microbiome axis if you're interested in subdiagnostic stuff. But look, if you're not dealing with chronic stress, if you're not dealing with unresolved trauma or underlying physiological factors like underlying gut problems or not optimizing your food, like if all of these core things are important, really important, and your hormones are like little biochemical, physiological emails, and the emails are telling a story. Why are they being sent away? So these adaptogenic supporters are helpful without a doubt, but it should be in addition to larger lifestyle tools. Uh, so it's a, in concert with a lot of tools within the toolbox. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, what do you think, Emily?
0: The first thing I saw when I read this was like, yeah, these are like okay ingredients, but like, what are they actually like? Doing? I mean, don't get me wrong, it sounds delicious. Yeah, it I does. probably
2: might go make one. Right? Like, I'm pregnant. I'm definitely gonna go make one today <laughs> at some point. I actually, want one but...
1: with cream of tartar?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But
0: not to put you guys on the spot, but like if you had to make an adrenal cocktail, would you use different ingredients?
1: That's a good question. That's like a what ingredients question. would you use? So I would, would, yeah, I would. I, I would do, I think the lemon juice would be fine. So let's go with the lemon juice and cause you're going to get some healthy fruit sugar and I would get one with like with the pulp in it. So you get some fiber from the lemon there, like a freshly squeezed lemon and I would do Himalayan sea salt or Celtic sea salt. Yes. We recommend to telehealth patients, people to do something called Sole water, S-O-L-E. It looks like salt water, Sole water, but it's Sole water. It's like a high concentrated salt water that you just have a small amount every day, or you could sip on small amounts throughout the day to support that brain adrenal axis. So you could do like higher amounts of salt and some, a lemon or lime juice, which I think is good from a vitamin C and anti- you know, polyphenol standpoint, antioxidant standpoint. And I would add in some adaptogenic tinctures as well, or some capsules you could open yeah. up in there and mix like some into.
2: ashwagandha, I think would be really cool mm-hmm. yeah. to add in.
1: Yeah, you could do sort of an, uh, an adaptogenic tonic within that. And then add in that magnesium that I talked about. Yeah, Yeah. add in some extra magnesium, which you're going to get the some magnesium from the salt. But magnesium deficiency is so common; we see it on labs and new telehealth patients. And that magnesium threonate, the nervous system loves it. So I think that sort of combination would be really good. Yeah.
2: No, that's. I mean, that's something that I will do. I love the Celtic salt. That's probably one of my favorite because it's just rich in so many different minerals. But I will add that in with the magnesium that he's talking about and take that more towards the evening. I don't make like a full on cocktail, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I could put it in a pretty glass. Let's call it that. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's I think those are really important ingredients there. Okay. Hey, next up, we have tallow for skincare.
1: Tallow for skincare. People are using beef tallow as the moisturizer for their skin, especially for dry skin. Some say it mimics Botox. Others are sharing their transformation journeys (laughs) on social media, like TikTok, how it cured their acne and their dry skin, et cetera, their skin inflammation issues. So what's the deal? What's our functional medicine hot take on tallow? Many people could be kind of grossed out with this, the idea of putting beef fat on their (laughs) skin.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of grossed out. Yeah.
1: I, Yeah. In it's It's a little bit gross to me, too. <laughs> but, you know, it's not new. Actually, coming from the mm-hmm. ancestral health world for the past 13 plus years, it's really not new <laughs> in our space at all. It's been going on for a long time. A lot of small independent startups have been doing this for years. And even beyond our modern context, it's been used ancestrally for thousands and thousands of years, too, for different purposes. So what's the nutritional like efficacy of this tallow it's rich with omega-3 fatty acids which can help to n- nourish strengthen our skin barrier which you've listened to this podcast we have all the skin physicians and experts on the show they'll tell you that it's important to support skin barrier function it also has conjugated linoleic acid which is important for skin health i can help different inflammatory skin issues like eczema psoriasis rashes It also is high in fat-soluble vitamins, beef fat. That's where oftentimes these whole food sources of animal fat specifically are rich with these fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A or retinol in its true form, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K2. So... Yeah, I can get behind this. And it is one thing that we do recommend to telehealth patients where Emily and I <laughs> may be a little squeamish. We know the science behind it and we do recommend it because it's one, I would say is very well tolerated by people that have sensitive skin and we're trying to improve skin barrier function. So I could definitely get behind it from an outside in support. And I would say also from an inside out, cooking with these fats can also be helpful too. I think. A Both inside out and outside in should be considered. But the quality, of course, matters, which most of these brands that are sourcing this are going the extra mile. If they're selling tallow, I would hope, but still do your due diligence, (laughs) figure out it should be grass fed, it should be organic, like all that good stuff, and not you're slopping on some sort of. (laughs) Yes, this is where I get a
2: little, because again, I agree with you. I know the science and it's so gentle on the skin. So people with sensitive skin or skin issues it could probably be very beneficial for if you have a hard time finding products that work for you. I think it's a great idea. I just think that that's where, you know, I think we're also in just like a homemaking era too, which I'm all for as well. But like, again, quality matters. The way you're making it matters. Please put like some essential oils in it so you don't smell like beef the whole day. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Like, that's just how I feel about it. But I do think it's a hot thing. Like I love it. I love the idea of it. There is so much benefits. I personally would rather take, use it in food or take it as a supplement, which I have for fertility purposes too, especially with all of those fat soluble vitamins to help absorption. So I think it's a really cool thing. So I'm not against it by any means, but like, I just, I, I you know, I think that quality matters and maybe the way that you Make it or, or purchase it matters too,
1: so. and and I will say this that the, she's right with with the smell. You may not love the smell, and that's why a lot of these brands will have essential oils in it, which with the dose matters there, right? It, it's like some people are fine with it because they're just doing a little bit of essential oils just to cut this. It so it smells nice, basically, but we know essential oils can be disruptive to the skin barrier. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we want to be careful, and if you have sensitive skin, be mindful of. You know, maybe a small amount of lavender is pretty gentle and it won't be a problematic, but some people, any essential oil on their skin can be an issue. So just because it's healthy or quote unquote natural doesn't mean it's great for your skin barrier in this case.
2: So maybe you don't mind smelling like beef if you maybe just you want to a- smell <laughs> like beef, okay?
1: <laughs> maybe smell- that's a
2: new trend that's coming yeah. is the beef scent. <laughs> I smell I-,
1: I smell like I- French fries. <laughs>
2: I can't get past that or get on board with that one. I,
1: to be honest with you, I haven't smelled an unscented one because normally the ones that you'll see on the market have some lavender in it.
0: Yeah, I feel like if there was one that was unscented, I probably just wouldn't smell it. You I'd know, probably just leave it go have, and just
1: know it's not for me.
2: Yeah, and Bree, who is on our patient yes. team— She's like the bone broth tallow queen. Yeah. Like She yeah. literally she makes is. these she's things like, herself.
1: She's that ancestral crunchy she, one. I'm yes, in. she is. She <laughs>
2: is. is crunchy. She should Love be a her. homesteader because I, I, yeah. I think that's yeah. a passion She like, of like hers. makes
1: sourdough. She loves herself. Like once a, a day.
2: <laughs> yes. Fat. She's literally phenomenal at it. And she yeah. makes her own, I believe she makes her own tallow balm, but she, she puts does. fresh herbs in it, not like the essential oils. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she'll actually put like the fresh herbs in it, I believe too, to really help with scent. But like... Yeah. And again, they, that could still irritate some people, maybe if you have major skin barrier issues, but mm-hmm. so the, I'm not against it by any mean y'all, but like you can't <laughs> take it. Yeah,
1: as yeah. it a <laughs> Let me be clear. Cause I mentioned it having vitamin A, we talked about vitamin A. It's not the same as taking a retinol. So it's not in the concentration or the form for it to be like a retinoid. So don't t- put on some tallow on your face and think it's the same as retinol. It's not.
2: Yeah, and it also might make your sheets messy. <laughs> yeah,
1: true. What? If you first-hand if you experience? Oh, uh, if yeah. you sleep
2: in it, I feel like just be mindful, okay? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Come on, you greasy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have you guys heard of the slugging thing? Well, that's thing? what I
1: was thinking. Is People it
0: slug with yeah, tallow probably. See,
1: I, that's funny that you said that. I actually think with as far as another wellness trend with slugging, I could see this as like a natural slugging option.
0: Yeah, yeah. way better than petroleum and it's not entirely occlusive
1: whereas petroleum like people are doing like the vaseline that's gonna be a lot more occlusive than this uh so it is like a i don't know i i I definitely see it being a decent option here
2: yeah all right i'm gonna get some a breeze tallow and i'll report back i have it because i I got the best white elephant
0: gift at the christmas party remember (laughs) whatever i'm drinking the the loose leaf herbal (laughs) tea she made and i have peppermint I think she put peppermint and vanilla in the talibum.
2: It, our white elephant smells gives to exchange, is like a competition every year.
0: Yeah, I was really scared and upset, but I won. So, and by win I mean nobody stole my you
1: second. You got breeze random yes. apothecary. <laughs> Literally, that's but that's the best. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Let's face it. Life can be stressful. It can be overwhelming for many of us, and it's not just our mind that suffers when you're feeling tense and anxious, wired. Stress can also make a mess of your gut health, your digestion, your immune system as well. But here's the thing, your life doesn't have to be a constant downpour. Introducing Just Calm, this breakthrough new stress-soothing formula from Just Thrive, a company that I've loved for a long time. So say goodbye to frazzled nerves, and hello to a steady, serene, more regulated, calm and grounded you. Just Calm's proprietary, Mood Lifting Blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for next level mood TLC, I love the Just Thrive probiotic. It's a great way to support that microbiome mind axis, that connection between your gut and your brain. This spore-based probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, your happy neurotransmitter. Plus It's probiotic and the combination between the two, honestly, supports better sleep. So you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and the Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll get the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. Right now, when you go to justthrivehealth.com, use promo code Dr. Will. That's D-R-W-I-L-L. You can get 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and the Just Calm. That's like getting a month for completely free. And a portion of every purchase goes to Vitamin Angels, which is a nonprofit organization that saves the lives of millions of children and moms-to-be around the world by ensuring they get the vitamins and minerals they need to stay healthy and strong. To learn more about this groundbreaking company, I had Tina Anderson on. Just type in Tina Anderson, Dr. Will Cole, or you can go to drwillcole.com and search there as well. Take control today with Just Thrive. You've probably heard me talking about hop water on the art of being well recently. I've loved it for years. Fun fact, they actually were one of the first ever sponsors on the podcast years ago because I've been such a longtime fan. Hop water, if you don't know, it's this delicious, non alcoholic, sparkling hop water infused with mood boosting adaptogens and mood boosting nootropics. I love how light and refreshing hop water is. In between consulting patients, I'm opening up a can of hop water. I have so many different favorite flavors. I love the lime, the mango, the blood orange. They have a black cherry that's delicious. A ruby red grapefruit that's so good. A peach and have like just a classic one as well. Hop water, that's H-O-P-W-T-R. It's made with brewer approved blend of hops for a crisp, refreshing taste. Again, it's non-alcoholic, zero calories. Zero carbs and zero sugar. It also has ashwagandha and L theanine. These mood boosting and stress busting ingredients are perfect to help you relax anytime. Hop water is positively refreshing. It's a great option if you're looking to unwind or relax or socialize with friends without the alcohol. I love hop water and I know you will too. It's perfect for any occasion. Right now, I have a special offer just for my listeners 20% off your first purchase. Plus, you'll get free shipping. When you order 24 cans or more, which you'll want to, believe me, to get this offer, go to hopwater.com slash Will Cole. That's hopwt com slash Will Cole. Don't wait. This offer doesn't last long. So again, go to hopwtr.com slash Will Cole.
0: All right. What's the next one? So word? bee venom therapy.
1: Okay. So bee venom therapy, it's a form of immunotherapy it can help to, well, it's been, talked about on social media, in the health blogosphere, on podcasts for different inflammatory problems. It's known as bong chim. It's a traditional therapy that actually originated in different Asian countries in China, Korea, but also in Greece as well. And it's been used internationally more than the United States, but within certain spaces. in a lot of our telehealth patient spaces, like chronic Lyme disease, different autoimmune problems, MS I've seen being used. And it's sometimes used on different acupuncture, acupressure points. And they call it B venom acupuncture or apupuncture. And so what's, what's the science behind it, if any? Well, B venom is known as apitoxin, which is where you get the apopuncture, play on words there. B-venom has a few different active compounds. It has small molecules like histamine, which is, causes that inflammatory response in part. It has different enzymes like phospholipase A2. It has different peptides. The main peptide that has been researched is called melitin. Melitin makes about Approximately 50% of the bee venom is made of this specific peptide called mellitin. And it's been shown to have potential therapeutic benefits like antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, even anti-cancer activities in cell-based studies. So that's a big caveat here. A lot of the research has been done in cell studies, not in large randomized control trials in humans. But it's also melatonin, this peptide is what causes the itching and the pain and irritation at higher doses. But in small doses, it can have a modulating effect on different inflammatory cytokines like IL-beta-1, IL-6, TNF-alpha, these pro-inflammatory cytokines that we see high in a lot of our patients when we look at labs. So it helps to increase these T-regulatory cells, which helps to balance these immune these pro inflammatory issues. So, there are several studies that I'm aware of. Two studies found it, it, induced, it induced, sorry, induced an immune shift from TH2 to TH1, and helping by increasing those T regulatory cells, this balancing effects of the immune system. Multiple other trials found that it's to, to be effective as well. But the the one specific clarification here is that it has to be done. These studies were done over a few month period of intervals to maintain the beneficial effect of the immune system. So I think it can be, without a doubt, a tool within the toolbox for people that have chronic Lyme, different neuroinflammatory problems, autoimmune issues. I do see it to be a tool within the toolbox. We always, would recommend it and implement it with other things. So I'm not, I'm not a researcher. I don't see it used by itself. I see it part of the larger, like one of many tools within the toolbox for people that are struggling with immune-based inflammatory issues. So that would be my little background and the science that I'm aware of and the practical application as far as the clinical side of things. What do you think, Em?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've had patients who have done this, too. I think that, for me, you know, I know that a lot of the buzz is probably around... That's a good play <laughs> on words. Right? <laughs> you the buzz, <laughs> right? The buzzworthiness of this. Did you like that? It's more around like things like Lyme disease. But again, you see all these different properties to it. I just, I wonder, and maybe again, we can talk about this a little bit more. Like, are there better options out there too? I mean, again, we've had a couple of patients like where we've ha- have seen that this is something that they've brought in, but we also had to, you know, there was other things that needed to be done on top of it. And in fact, so I just don't know if I really think that alone, is it doing as much as what other tools could do? really do for somebody if they're dealing with Lyme disease, MS, or, you know, mold toxicity or whatever it may be. So I just, I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I feel like alone, I don't know if I see the value of it being enough for somebody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there are human studies out there, but they're small, it's considered insufficient evidence, but there's still some promise in, in, in specifically in Korea and in China, but for uses like arthritis, even skin health, it's been shown. There's some studies to show that it, it may have some beneficial effect on skin health. Some st- researchers looking at Parkinson's disease, chronic pain. They're just small studies. There's, there's nothing wrong with them. I think more studies right. need to be done in these areas.
2: That's how I would feel like. I just yeah. feel like I need I need more evidence to see this really being a potential therapy that should be utilized a lot more too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because there's, it, it, I mean, when I mention MS, there's studies to show it's not effective. There is a trial looking at 50, that looked at 50 people with MS. Beasting therapy was well tolerated, but didn't improve lesions, didn't impact relapse fatigue, a relapse rate, didn't decrease fatigue, disability or quality, it didn't improve anything. Uh, it didn't improve quality of life. And there's potential side effects, obviously, if somebody's allergic to bee stings. So there's a lot of caveats. I would not recommend going and buying bees and, you know, stinging yourself with them, which some people do. I mean, I have seen it done for years in different alternative spaces. I I wouldn't jump to that conclusion. I get it. People that are going through desperate times sometimes lean into these things. And there is some studies to show it could be beneficial. I just think there's a lot of unanswered questions on the true effectiveness of it. In, in large, the long term effectiveness yeah.
2: too, especially.
1: Yeah, yeah. So look, proceed with caution. Talk with your doctor. Talk with someone in functional medicine. We can see and kind of correlate it. The research with what you're going through specifically. Yeah. All right.
0: That's a weird one. I have not heard of. <laughs> Emily's like I would never. I would never. I'm afraid of bees.
1: So. <laughs> you are. I might say this when we go on our team walks during lunch oh my gosh i was just telling my wife last night about this because she's like are you afraid as like spring and summer rolls around um because we're getting these what are they lantern bugs she's like what if they because they're getting more like last summer was a lot worse and then they may come even more these invasive (laughs) species and they cannot hurt you the things cannot hurt you they're annoying but Emily Ash petrified <laughs> of these buggers. They're
2: so ugly. We're gonna have to write some like jump affirmations you. for you, like
1: she, it, one hit her in the face once. She, she's like, Ah, I've
2: been hit. <laughs> no, I said I've
0: been shot. Be
1: shot. <laughs> it was like man down in a second, and it she ran the in. Worst. Yeah, no. So no, beef at him. When therapy would not be for you, not, not for you. for me, not be for you. <laughs> <laughs> If you listen to the podcast, you know my day job is running the telehealth center. And a major part of what we talk with telehealth patients with is that mental health is not separate from physical health. Mental health is physical health. Every single telehealth patient protocol, we integrate mind-body practices to calm stress hormones, to modulate the immune system, calm inflammation in a beneficial way, support the gut-brain axis and vagal tone supporting that nervous system regulation. So many people are stuck in that fight or flight stress state to varying degrees. And if you're not dealing with the mind component of it, the mental, emotional, even spiritual component of it, you're really going to be missing the mark. So one tool that I love in this category is the open app. I want you all to check this out. The open method is simple and it works. It combines breathwork Meditation and fitness all in one. And they have an amazing community online of people doing it together, all committed to personal growth. Open is one thing that you can do every day that's gonna set you up for success. You're gonna notice such a difference in your stress levels, in your energy levels, in your nervous system regulation. I usually do breath work and meditation in the morning. When we get to the telehealth center, we actually all do it together as well as a team. I've been doing their meditations also before bed. And honestly, I'm asleep in under 10 minutes. So if you have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep, I definitely recommend the meditations in the evening as well. So if you want to get on my daily routine, you can get 30 days completely free of OPEN by visiting withopen.com slash Again, that's 30 days completely free by visiting withopen.com slash You know that the CDC estimates that there are approximately 96 million American adults, more than one in three, people have prediabetes. And of those with prediabetes, more than 80% don't even know they have it. And then beyond that, it's estimated over 93% of Americans are somewhere on that metabolic syndrome, insulin resistant spectrum. They're having a massive metabolic problem. That's almost all of us. Foods high in refined carbohydrates raise blood sugar more than other foods. During digestion, the pancreas produces insulin, which then binds the sugar in the blood and takes it into the cells as a source of energy. If you're insulin resistant, if you're pre-diabetes, if you have metabolic syndrome, sugar begins to build up in the bloodstream rather than fuel our cells. This is when insulin resistance occurs. For telehealth patients, we use a lot of biohacking, tracking, we use labs, a lot of data so we can track as we're improving health. A tool that I love in this category that you do not need a functional medicine doctor for, you can do it on your own, is Cygnos. Cygnos can help you short circuit this insulin-resistant metabolic syndrome cycle by using data directly from your body to design a weight loss wellness plan that's unique to your lifestyle. With Cygnos, you can literally see which foods cause your blood sugar to spike above reasonable levels, and you can get real-time alerts to do a bit of exercise, maybe stress management, mindfulness, breath work, moving your body some way to bring those blood sugars back down and balancing that glucose level throughout the day. Cygnos removes the guesswork of weight loss and metabolic health and provides you with the tools and knowledge you need to develop healthier habits. It combines your glucose data from the CGM or the continuous glucose monitor with an AI driven app to deliver you real-time glucose insights for optimal health and weight management. Right now, Cygnos has an offer exclusively for our listeners. Go to Cygnos.com, that's dot com, and get 20% off select plans by using code WILLCOLLE today. That's Cygnos.com and use code Cole to get 20% off select plans today.
0: All right. This next one. Okay, I lied. This one's even weirder. In my personal opinion, can't wait to hear your take. This is someone not from the
1: patient team. (laughs) We're used to the weird stuff. She's just like.
0: I'm like, what the heck is this? Okay. I did ask Dr. Cold to repeat himself yesterday also when we were talking about this. Make sure I heard him right. Fecal transplants.
1: So fecal transplants or fecal microbiota therapy, FMT. I actually have done a lot of writing about this and the research being done for a lot of years. I've lectured about it in different settings to different practitioners, doctors, and lay people, because I was always so fascinated about a microbiome research, but also the specific out of the box intervention possibility, you know, what could be, and it's really grown into an industry over the past 13 years. A lot of more, a lot more people have been talking about it so there's the diy fecal transplants and then there's like the clinical legit yeah side of it so the the clinical level of it is it's really not only approved in most countries for reoccurrent antibiotic resistant c diff mm. c difficile which is a bacterial infection that can really wreak havoc on the human body So fecal transplants have been shown to be very beneficial for many of those cases. But there have been other studies really opening up to more than just C. diff, even though it's not, you know, there's research looking at IBS, people that are struggling with weight loss resistance because their microbiome is impacting their metabolic health, people that are struggling with different other inflammatory bowel issues like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, people that are dealing with different autoimmune problems, neurodegenerative issues, bipolar disease, even things like hair loss. So there's a lot of research being done. One study that looked at people that had IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, was 125 patients and they were given 30 grams or 60 grams of feces from the same donor or a placebo transplant with their own poop their own feces. And they found that the FMT improved their symptoms, but there was not only that, but there was lasting benefits three years after it was given. So how is it done? The the clinical way that it's done is typically through basically an enema, a colonoscope, basically through your tush. People are being (laughs) administered rectally, they're being administered someone else's poop. So how it's done is there's a donor and the donor has to be obviously vetted. Uh, And there's different biobanks out there selling frozen poop for for use for FMT. But it's screened like if it's done properly, it's screened like you would get screened for organ donation. I mean, people look ruling out any transmittable diseases, parasites, yeast and fungal issues, getting blood testing as well, stool testing as well to make sure everything's clean. And then once you have the donor, it's typically diluted. It's mixed in sterile saline. We talked about adrenal cocktails. This is a fecal cocktail, mm. A fecal mocktail, if you will. Ooh. A non-alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> And it's given through basically colonoscopy, like an enema. It's given rectally. Normally, it's not one and done. (laughs) You have to do it multiple times over the course of weeks or months, depending on the case and the research that you're looking at. So you can imagine, because of the burgeoning research and the promising of it, that a lot of people are kind of doing it on their own. DIY poop transplants on social media There's even research looking at the DIY, which I'll talk about in a second. This actually isn't new at all. It's actually been used historically (laughs) as it was drank as yellow soup.
0: No. Talk about an adrenal cocktail.
1: (laughs) Yeah, guys. It's the OG adrenal cocktail. Yellow soup has been used since the fourth century A.D., for ineffective diarrhea, you're welcome. If Wherever you're listening to this podcast, just <laughs> share it with a friend. In 1958, there was a surgeon named Dr. Ben Eisman that somehow in 1958 administered fecal enemas to patients with C. diff. It was remarkably effective for this doctor in 1958, but as with so many people that discover something, It really was largely ignored by the mainstream medical world at that point. And he probably was vilified for it at that point or completely ignored. But recently, more recently, this Dutch gastroenterologist, Jasper Keller, at Amsterdam Medical Center actually did randomized trials with patients with C. diff. And they had three different groups. The first group, they had an antibiotic. They washed out the colon using a strong laxative and had the fecal transplant. The second had the antibiotic, the colon washout, and the third just received the antibiotic. The FMT group, the fecal transplant group, did so much better than the other two that they had to stop the study early because it was deemed unethical to continue. They were helping people so much with FMT, with this specifically, CDF. So... I'm excited by the research. I have been excited for a long time. There is a report or study out of the American Journal of Gastroenterology in 2020, which I thought was interesting here. I know I'm belaboring this, but I'm interested in this research. This one study, American Journal of Gastroenterology, looked at 84 respondents. They completed a survey between January 2018 to February 2019. The majority were female, 71%. Most 80% reported performing FMT on themselves. This is DIY FMT therapy in the American Journal of Gastroenterology that they studied. 87% used internet sources, resources to assist in the process. Dr. Google, thank you. And 92% <laughs> knew their stool donor. I would hope you, maybe not personally, but like at least vetted it to some degree. Yeah. But they were doing pretty good, 92%. The 8%, I'm worried about you. <laughs> Inflammatory bowel disease, 35%. And irritable bowel syndrome, 29%, were the two most common conditions that respondents attempted to treat on their own. Only 12% reported adverse events. So relatively safe whereas 82% reported improvement in their condition. Wow. So as a doctor, I can't necessarily recommend someone flippantly doing this, which is something that we can walk and coach someone through, which is why we have a telehealth center to see if you're a good candidate for it. We can vet the donor. We can run labs on you and the donor to walk people through this. So I would at least have someone that knows what they're talking about here as far as the research and you and what you need. But this is not like a first round thing. This is years of someone really trying everything. And we lean into these out of the box yeah. things. I wouldn't just start with, you know, flushing someone's poop up your. Yeah. Rectum.
2: Is that it one. weird that I'm, you know, squeamish about the tallow, but like I wouldn't even be phased by this. Yeah,
1: It it's just shows you've been doing what you've been doing too long. <laughs> we talk about poop too much. We do but talk
2: about it too much.
1: Then there's this whole innovation of crap souls. Which are
2: oh. instead
1: of taking it rectally, it's having no some sort of capsule with the crap inside it. Crap So And
2: you take it orally.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well,
2: it's just, just like, checking I mean <laughs> it's like encapsulating your placenta. It's like not that big of a deal, I feel oh, like. Oh well that's yeah. I, just feel here's like my poop thing, I just don't versus placenta. feel like it should that's be like a, a Craigslist difference. type of thing. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> where are you getting this? That was my thought when I heard DIY. I was like, Where are you getting this? Like, no, you what? have
1: to have, and there's even these super donors that, in research, they're showing to have be extra effective. So oh. I think this. Honestly, I want to be a super donor. Like <laughs>
2: I want someone to be like, her poop is so amazing.
1: Well, then I think of my grandma, it's your who's over a hundred years old right now. I'm thinking that's
2: you have to have some great poop. I oh, yeah. mean,
1: grandma, just if you bequeath. <laughs> Me mean, one thing. (laughs) Honestly, I hope I'm in her will just for one one bowel movement, Grandma. Just at least one.
2: Can she give some to the whole
1: office? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Phyllis, I love you. You don't listen to the podcast, but (laughs) I'll tell you. I'll tell you in person. That's my thought on FMT. Do you have any other thoughts?
2: Yeah, I just don't buy it off of Craigslist, I guess. I mean, I'm all for it. Again, it's not like you said, it's not the first thing that we would lean into, but we have seen the benefit for patients when they have done something like this. So again, definitely think it's a hot, (laughs) which is weird that I think tallow is more squeamish (laughs) than that, but But yeah, I think that vetting is so, so like, I mean, it is so, so. Can we talk about
1: the, I mean, 12% in that one study in the the American Journal of Gastroenterology is that I have, let me talk about some of the bad things I have seen in DIY. I have seen people get really sick. I've seen people have horrible flare ups and their symptoms got worse during the FMT. So I don't want to make this as like this golden ticket because I have seen people get worse from it. So it does not come without risks. So let me just be clear on that. We're making light of it. Talk about the, the exciting research. All that stuff's true, but it doesn't come, like, even though it's relatively, if you're looking at statistics, it's relatively safe, but I, especially if you're sick and the most of the people that are doing this are going to be really sick, I really would yeah. use caution and prudence and talking with your doctor.
0: Absolutely. Well, we do have an audience question. Okay. I've been seeing a lot of influencers post about grounding mats, but I'm not sure if it's just another trend or if it actually has health and wellness benefits. Is it for everybody? What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. So there's grounding mats, there's PEMF mats, which are pulse electromagnetic field frequency mats. They're similar. I, I know, like, if you think of, the way that I think of PEMF mats is more concentrated, slightly higher dose or higher therapeutic I prefer PEMF mats, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But there's there's evidence for both grounding or earthing mats and PEMF mats, but they're both meant to mimic the electrical current that we get from going out in nature. So we're part of nature, if we like to forget that, but it's using technology and sort of biohacking advancements, technological advancements, to mimic some of that benefits, right? These electron exchanges, this sort of symbiotic relationship, if you will, we have with the earth and you're mimicking that through these frequencies, these, these pulsed electromagnetic frequencies. So people do it online for like resetting their circadian rhythm or supporting a healthy circadian rhythm, hormonal balance, nervous system regulation, sleep issues, energy issues. So Obviously, I prefer someone just getting out in nature, right? And doing it the OG way. But for somebody that's in office all day, like we are most of the day, many people out there, or it's cold during certain times of the year, these tools, I think, can be really helpful. Some people may not notice any difference, right? And it's just going to be supportive in theory. It's not a massive needle mover for them. And certainly I can tell you with telehealth patients, there's some people that do it, but don't notice a major difference. And then some people, it really is a supportive tool for them. There was a 2011 publication. Let me get the the journal right now for you all. It was published in the Journal of Alternative and Complementary Medicine. And it looked at four different experiments done on grounding and our health. They looked at electrolytes, which we talked about earlier. They looked at blood sugar, glucose levels. They looked at thyroid hormone levels and also inflammatory immune markers. All of them improved with drowning. So it's a nervous system regulation is how a neuroendocrine, kind of how we started this, this whole show with adrenal function. So this is another potential tool here in this area. Walking barefoot outside is like the most free, free version of this that has very similar benefits to the grounding mats or the PMF mats, as I mentioned earlier. So yeah, I, I like the evidence out there. We do recommend it to telehealth patients. The brand that I love is Higher Dose. We recommend it to patients. I'll put the code, a discount code that we have in the podcast show notes and at drwillcull.com. But it's Cole 15, the C O L E 15 for higher dose. We have a longstanding relationship at the telehealth center with higher dose because we recommend their sauna blanket, we recommend their PMF mat.
2: Yeah. I love it because I think it's one of those tools, like you said, that you know, a lot of times wellness tools people will say, you know, everything you're always having to purchase something or or whatnot. And so I love that you can't just get outside in nature and it's like a free biohacking tool that can be done that has a lot of research on it. But like you said, like for people who are in office all day or working or in locations where mm-hmm. it's not, you know, the the option for them. Yeah, or I an think, urban setting, you don't know, near yeah. a park. Yeah. So I think it's a great and a really cool tool to to utilize, and the research I think is really cool. I mean, even the research they've done around improved response to trauma with doing tools like this is really cool. Just like looking at the the nervous system and how it responds mm-hmm. to. I, I think it's a great option for people. And like I said, if you can get outside, just get outside. Um, yeah. My husband and I laugh all the time because he hates walking outside in his bare feet. And I like grew up that way. Mm-hmm. And so I really encourage my kids to do that. But we tease each other all the time because I'm like, you just need to get outside <laughs> in your bare feet and just get it over with and just mm-hmm. go run around and... Um, but no, I, I think it is important. I think it's a really cool tool to have in the, the research is showing a lot. I think sometimes we can get stuck on something being the end all be all, you know, there's more things that are just involved than that, but I think it's, it's great that we should all be doing it. It encourages activity. If you're going outside, I think it's a great tool to utilize.
1: I I like about the higher dose PMF is that combines infrared heat with the PEMF, which is nice, too, because, I mean, the sort of the warming, the therapeutic benefits of the infrared it has its own science behind it, too. So, yeah. What do you think? Have you used it before?
0: I haven't. And I was actually interested in this question because I feel like I've seen it on social media as well, but some of them just look like yoga mats. Yeah. So I was like, what? what is the actual benefit of that? But yeah. I've seen higher tech one. Like, I've seen the higher dose one. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I was really interested to hear what you had to say about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean look, it's so much of it's tied to this nervous system dysregulation and, and that sympathetic so active, and we're so stressed out mm-hmm. that, that any tool to support the parasympathetic, people can notice benefits from it. Mm-hmm. Our ancestors would just call it life, and we have, like, devices for it because we're so divorced from where we came from. But it's a great way to support the immune system, support the nervous system, support hormonal health, support heart rate variability, too which we quantify on telehealth patients tracking to. So yeah, as, as over time, it's not going to happen in one time, but consistent use of these tools. Yeah. Great. That's it. Wow. wow.
2: That's all, folks. We covered a lot today, I we feel did. like.
1: Yeah. It was buzzworthy.
2: <laughs> buzzworthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want everybody to tell me. Okay, wait, wait, I have go a on. question. All right.
2: Who do you think in this office has the best poop to give for a fecal transplant?
1: I would say me.
2: Oh. <laughs> or brie. Yeah, brie yeah. probably has some good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could do that.
1: Sour <laughs> dough girl at the end <laughs> of the, I'll take the hall. i a take Brie's <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. Wow, publicly shaming my poop. <laughs> All right guys, I want to know in my latest Instagram post whatever it is when this comes out, let me know, adrenal cocktail or poop cocktail in the comments. Let me know. All right guys. If you want to learn more about Our clinical work, the telehealth center, there's lots of free stuff for you there. Check it all out at drwillcola.com. See you next time.